Blog Talk Radio. I hate when my husband works late, being at home, alone at night, hearing every little creak. It's uncomfortable. I thought I was just being paranoid, then my girlfriend said she felt the same way when her husband travels. Until they had what she calls their Vivint Talk. Vivint, my friend calls it the best home security system out there. It's super easy to use and fit right into our budget. And I love my video cameras. I can see what's going on in and around my home right from my computer or smartphone. It's actually kind of funny. I told my husband, if you're going to be traveling or working late, I'm getting Vivint. And it's made all the difference. Call now. Not only is installation free, you'll get up to $1,500 worth of Vivint security cameras and equipment today at no charge. Seriously, $1,500. Just pay as little as $99 for activation. Call 877-776-3430. Restrictions apply. 48 or 60 month agreement at minimum $49.99 per month required. Not available in Louisiana. See Vivid.com for license numbers. Blog Talk Radio. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting. With news not heard in the news. The International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Here's to a fabulous day to all our listeners, and it will indeed be just that. As our guest, a spiritual pilgrim, a yogi mystic, a heart math licensed coach, and a light energy healer, Jasmina Agrello-Shear has more than 25 years of experience inspiring people the world over and how to access and use the power of their heart to impact consciousness, health, performance, creativity, and relationships. Jasmina, this is a fully packed regimen just with this alone, and as we go forward, everyone will realize this is definitely not all you have packaged. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Jasmina share inspiring your new book, and a bestseller on Amazon, by the way, is Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart, a spiritual odyssey that goes beyond the near-death experience to living from the intuitive heart connection. Since childhood, Jasmina has had a very clear connection to Source and continues to walk a path between both this world and the unseen world of spirit. Her near-death experience, while fighting a brain tumor, further intensified her ability to live and intersect both planes. The mystical experiences in her life have made her a lifelong seeker and a world traveler, sending her to India and South America, searching for answers, healing, and a deeper connection to herself and source. Jasmina Sher, you are brilliant in your delivery to support humanity it's a huge honor to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor for me 
uh, to share my story with all my listeners and that each one of you have within the power of your heart to access miracles in your life. And our story has the keys for that unfolding for us as well. So to your life story, the beauty, the mystery, and the healing miracles within all your life stories. Thank you. Well, you're quite welcome. What inspired the title of your book, Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart? I actually, I wrote the book, and it had no title to it. It was such a labor. When I finished the book, I I have a mentor, Tom Burrett. Uh, he's an author, Whisper. He's amazing. Uh, I've done amazing work with him. And I was I I didn't have a title, and I was very very perplexed by that. I wrote the book. Why don't I have a title? <laughs> and he said to me, he says, perhaps it's for others to to help you with this process. You wrote the book. It let them help you. So I went around with a notebook, and I had about fifty titles. Uh, it's like I was taking a poll of titles. And so then I could go back to Tom. I, I need some help. Give me give me a clue. And he said, mirror. And that was like, aha, that's, the, that's it. I had the word heart. I knew that. And then my husband, uh, he came up with the word, uh, I had cave, the cave of the heart. There was my soul in the cave of my heart. He said, no, no. Uh, a sanctuary. And I said, no, a sanctum. So it was like a word game. Uh, and it was quite a. <laughs> it really was. It was a really fun process. Um, so the title, it really wasn't. Uh, it's so much a part of the book, but it sort of wrapped it all up. You know. That's, oh, well, somebody could beautiful. read the title and, you know, somebody could read the title yeah. and, and feel what it's all about. Yeah. So it was really quite a process of sharing uh, with others. And uh, that was what it was really meant to be in, in me, for me. Hmm. Well, what inspired long... you to write the book in the first place? Oh, the book. Uh, well, the book is something I've, I had, I wanted to do for a very long time. I, When I was 10 years old, I uh sitting in the kitchen with my grandfather, and I said, I want to write a book. He said, go ahead, write it. He said, I'll get it published. And so I wrote within... Uh, three months, I had uh, 120 uh, handwritten pages, and I stopped. I think it was puberty, whether it was life. I had kind of an interesting childhood, so I never did. Uh, I, I never took it up. And so what I what happened is we all have divine timing in our lives and divine order. And so at the age of uh, 52, I started getting uh, the book started coming back to me. And then again, two years later, I started waking up in the middle of the night with sentences and paragraphs. So then I knew it was time I asked uh, my spirit connection to guide me to the proper process for me to write and publish my book. That's exactly what happened. So it is, we all have a book inside us, actually. We all have a story to tell. Wow, that's an ongoing, uh, complete, it's like a daily regimen. <laughs> Oh, yes, I had to uh, sacrifice some uh, other projects I had in my life, and I think uh, I'm very thankful for my husband's patience with me through that process. It can be intense at times. Yes. Did you you, uh, receive a healing from writing the book? I did. As a matter of fact, uh, 
I, by the time I got to the end of the book, I still, I still go to my back to my book to reaffirm uh, the healing, the soul quality. Uh, I learned a great deal about myself, and I'm finding that my readers are coming back to me and saying, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing healing at more than one level of my life. So the guidance coming through me is that my, uh, the story that I have to tell is a mirror for other folks to find the, the soul uh, wisdom and healing within, their, within themselves. Can you tell some stories that go along with this so people can get a feel? Anything in particular, the particular story that you... Well, one that would... Yeah. People that, in other words, stories that that were, that it helped you heal, um, maybe, or maybe someone else that has told you a story, how it helps them heal. Oh, yes, I have a great one. This is in my book. I was 12 years old. And I'm staying overnight at my grandfather's house, and I had bronchitis for over a month. And I was it was nighttime. I was complaining to him, and I said, "I'm so tired of this." And he said to me, "You know, it's all in your mind." And I was, and when he said that, I said, "Well, what do you mean by that? I don't get that." And and so he said, "Look," he said, "I have a white pill that is going to cure this. When you wake up in the morning, it's going to be gone." And I said, oh, okay, really, really? He said, oh, yeah. So I took this pill with some water. I woke up the next morning completely gone. It's like it never, never happened. And I I was a little shy of saying anything to him about the day, and I kept thinking about it. And finally, nighttime comes around again, and I'm thinking, no, there's no cure for bronchitis. There's no pill. And I said to him, what did you give me? He said, aspirin. And and he there's a moment of silence and he has this way of chuckling. He's a very a quiet man. And he says, I told you it's all in your mind. And I forgot about that experience. I think it went subconscious because sometimes these events do. But when I uh, was recovering in a, uh, from a brain tumor surgery and very acute recovery, the experience welled up from my subconscious and directed me to believe in my own healing powers and to attract what I needed through the heart practices I learned to do to create that miracle show. Well, I noticed wow. you dedicated to, uh, you dedicated the book to your grandfather, so he must yeah. have been pretty um, important in your life. Yes, we do have these what I call earth angels in our life. And at that age, at the I didn't, I wasn't an adult. I didn't have an adult mindset. I never thought much about it, and he never spoke much. He didn't say much at all, honestly. He was a very quiet, a simple man, and he repaired refrigerators by day. That was what his work was. But he's very profound person in a simple, quiet way. He mirrored for me. Wow. Yes. We need that. We need someone in our life like that. Yes. At the beginning of your book, um, you talk about a complete stranger coming to you with a message. Do you oh, want to talk yes. about that? I do. Um, you know, I I think of myself as a personality. I can be. I can hear and connect with spirits, but I don't always follow through. 
I don't think I'm perhaps the easiest person uh, to work for my intuition. That's why I say if I can't, anybody can. So sometimes extraordinary measures have happened in my life to wake me up. And so uh, that experience just totally, I just totally blew me away. I was uh, traveling, meeting my my husband. Uh, we weren't married at the time in Australia, and I was in this little tiny village in the mountains outside of Melbourne. And I'm just looking at a $10 bargain shirt, and I, I feel something on my skin, like an electrical sensation. And we do have this uh, intuitive ability to sense people's presence, um, even if we don't see them. Animals have that as something that we can develop. But I felt it, and I turned around, and she was standing like right in my face. And she uh, knew uh, the kind of healing uh, that I was receiving this healing, and and she uh, just she blew me away. She goes, "You need to bring this message to the world." And so we we sat together. I took her out for a cup of tea. I was totally blown away by this that she uh, knew where I was, and then so I she was an, another Earth angel. But we do have these uh, synchronicities in our life. And uh, I am doing that now. It takes some years to do that. Sometimes when we have a message like that and we work in the physical plane, um, it takes a while for us to manifest. This person that showed up at that time, do you still have a connection with her? I never got back in touch with her. I I tried at one point and it didn't work out. So I I just let those things go and flow, you know, and she did what she um, needed to do. A spirit moved through her. It's kind of me. I just I can relive well, it. Was, as was, she, was she a psychic herself or a healer herself? Yes. 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 We do help each other out. <laughs> 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 as a matter of fact, at one point we were having tea. She goes, you know, you just, she said something to me like, you know, this had to happen because you just don't get it. And I said, okay, get it. That's why I think uh, with my personality being what it is, that uh, you know it, uh, it it can happen for us. If you're like me, it can still happen for you. And that the spirit communicates to us in many ways, including to other people. So. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So tell us more about your soul connection to help healing your family's lineage. Okay. It is my understanding and experience, and I know I'm not alone in this, that before we come into these bodies, we exist as, we are infinite beings, we are souls, we come in uh, to to help, to serve, uh, and to heal ourselves. And so we have, within our family lineage, um, we have certain aspects that need to be healed. Like, for instance, my family lineage was depression, uh, substance abuse, um, among other things. And I I had an awareness of that. As a young woman, I was doing spiritual practices to to help offset that. So every thought and emotion we have is actually alive within our field. So you have the collective both of that in the world, and you have it for, from your particular family lineage. And yes, when we um, when we heal a trait, when, the, when we are in the process of healing, because healing is a process, say it is depression, that we, uh, through our positivity and our heart connection to our spiritual emotions, we do heal that and it goes way out 
uh, in throughout time. So time, I know I'm, I'm bringing a lot into this, but when we are in the now, through those spiritual uh, emotions, what I call heart time, you it it has it goes way out into the multi dimensions. Uh, past, present, and future are affected. So just so healing one the... aspect, just healing one aspect of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we reach lineage, past lineage, is what you're saying. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, and for those, uh, because it, 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 there's no time uh, within the spiritual dimension that it does affect past, but also where you are now and for those that are going to be coming into through you from the lineage. So, so no, you're, the really you're, you're the healing link. Yeah. We are so empowered. We really, we are hardwired for this, really, truly. Wow. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, in this last week, there was a lady who... Um, who uh, um, was with her her mother and um, <clears throat> was helping her um, create a new way to be able to um, uh, to have her as a participant in um, d- developing what she's going to share when she leaves this world. Yes, and. Um, uh, this um uh, and there's some new uh information here as far as um uh working with individuals and and it it <clears throat> created an environment within her mother that her mother was so excited that she could share um mm-hmm. on a dvd or or yeah. uh, in other ways as well um, yeah. thing, things that was exciting in her life and she was excited to know that she could she could be part of um bringing new information maybe into the people that were at the funeral um uh, uh, you know uh, when she passed and um and then um was that interesting little um turnaround um of this individual that uh, told me about her mom's uh excitement about this uh, and then <clears throat> when the mother thought that maybe that this might go out further in the ethers <clears throat> so that others would have access to this, yeah. she didn't want her name attached to it because it would uh, it was like too private. <clears throat> uh-huh. And um and and she kinda like what I call like fell off the wheel of excitement. Yeah. And um <clears throat> but then I um, spoke with my friend, and I said, you know, you need to remind your mother how excited she was to be able to share this this uh, form of of excitement um, that she felt, because others would be able to have this this healing as well, and this excitement in life to be able to share part of themselves. So she needs to be reminded about how she felt. And um, and so as I'm as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, wow, healing the family lineage, yeah. wow, uh, this is this is really so exciting. This is huge. What you yes. have done, yes, 
And I, and it's we are all really empowered to do this. Now, do want to think we can't heal everything because it's up to the individual as individuals in our family lineage. We have to do our own work. We have to do our own healing. However, we can pave the way and open it. Yeah. We can lessen the suffering. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm just thinking of Whitney Houston and yeah. uh, their family. I mean, they both uh, have her. She and her daughter both had drug drug addiction. So yeah. one of them actually could have healed the whole lineage. Yes, it's not. It will probably be taken up by another soul that will come in and 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 do that. Uh, we as we are infinite beings, and there's it's not over yet. You had a near death experience. In that near death experience, what were you shown? Uh, I saw my I I got a multi-dimensional view of myself in in my wholeness from my larger self, my higher soul. It was kind of, I'm not going to describe everything um, in the book, but I will say that I, it was the most loving judgment of me and what I have yet to learn and do. I had no uh, feeling that I'm being judged and that I'm less than are unworthy. Uh, it was so loving. There were these divine beings around me of light. It was just an incredible experience. I was given a second chance. It was my desire to come back. Uh, and then I, w- I asked them to help me heal. And so the, that uh, experience of being in the light, actually, it didn't go away. It stayed with me for months in acute recovery. I was doing, once I was able to... Um, Right again, because I had to do a complete recovery in every level you can imagine. I started taking notes on this. I was seeing my future and what I would be doing today. It was the most amazing thing. Uh, and truly, what to me the book is about is living beyond the near-death experience. Because when we work so closely uh, with our spirit connection uh, to source, that we don't have to have that experience. We, we, it, it, grow, it happens without having that experience. Uh, for me, I, it, it's part of was part of what I had to go through, and um, we are helped by uh, in, in the multi-dimensional experience with very evolved spiritual beings. So when we um, calibrate our spirit through our positive emotions, through spiritual emotions, uh, we we attract them. We create an energy that they and we can pull them to help us. We do need to ask, and that's the whole. We do have free will. We, our spirit is waiting to help us and work through us, but we do have to ask. Mm-hmm. Have you worked with others who had uh, near death experience? Interesting. As a matter of fact, yes. And they they are doing what I'm doing. They want to live it. And see, that's the challenge, is to live it in our day-to-day life. And that's what I help. That's what I continue to do and help others do. It's bringing the whole heaven connection. I call it the heaven connection or the 
soul bliss connection, uh, the miracle realm into our daily life in the most practical way. So you're saying we all can do this? Oh, yes. Yes, we just a matter of uh, commitment and making it a habit, and that's the challenge. We can be in hard times. It's hard to stay in hard times because we get pulled out by uh, happen, by perception uh, from within and from without and what happens to us in our lives and interactions with others. So that's the whole challenge. <laughs> Uh, you are a heart mass counselor, and we actually where we're at, where our radio show goes out to, is actually we're right next door to heart math. Oh, you are! So, oh, how yes. lovely! <laughs> oh, you're in Boulder Creek. Uh, in Boulder well, we're Creek. actually in San Jose, but I mean that's like just over the hill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, see how connected we are. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now what attracted you to the heart math work? Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I think it's a synchronicity. And this goes back to about 1998. I had been, after a lifetime of energy energy, um, experience, traveling, uh, studying with other masters in my own meditation practice, I started having realizations at the intuitive level about the role of the heart. And so I, I, was, pra- I was teaching meditation at the time and I started doing little uh, tools that help people connect in their heart. But I, in 1998, I went to a lecture of, uh, a lecture of Joseph Chilton Pierce. He's quite well known uh, in the field. And he he talked about the role of the heart that these folks at Heart Math Institute were doing, and that it was it, it having they're having amazing results. And I was interested in that. I felt that uh, that was the next step for me. But I was busy in my life. I had a toddler. I was teaching, making art, doing meditation, teaching. So I didn't have time. But and I forgot about it completely. But when I uh, during my near death experience, I was living uh, that I'd be doing in the light, that I'd be getting knowledge about my future. I'd be doing this heart work, and I was told that don't worry about it. It's just going to happen for you. And so that's what I had faith in that. And then I met someone months into my recovery when I went back to teaching a little bit part-time who uh, brought me information directly about heart math, and the whole memory just came back. And so then I got in touch with them I had to do a case study and, and really work on myself. And so I, I started, their techniques were so simple that it helped me uh, go deeper in what I was already doing uh, in my, with my heart to help my recovery. I, uh, it's quite a miracle story. Uh, we, through working with our heart, the power of our heart, that we can gain some control over, the, over our physiology through the autonomic nervous system, and I got off all the seizure meds, the pain meds, all the cognitive uh, work I had to do to heal. It was, it was just an amazing journey. So within uh, you know, relatively short period of time, I trained and uh, licensed to, to help other folks use the power of their heart in their lives. With amazing results, again, it's something we, it's innate to all of us. Mm. So it actually helped you in your um, healing process. Oh yes, and it yes, 
and it grows, uh, that ability we have to draw upon healing energy. And it's really interesting because uh, part of the research HeartMath Institute was doing with heart rhythms, uh, they were looking, we all know that the heart has, we are, has a special role to play. Spiritual traditions recognize this. A philosophy, um, we know it inside intuitively, but they wanted to prove it, and they have. But when we do have these spiritual emotions, uh, when we use them with intention, and they, that it does bring in what they call the miracle realm, and extraordinary healing can happen, and so forth. Uh, so it was uh, quite a quite a journey uh, of self discovery for me, uh, and very empowering. You know, this is interesting you're saying this. Um, My uh, daughter was um, 17 at the time, and we were in her bedroom, and um, I was sitting on her her bed with her, and she was just kind of jumping around a little bit on the bed, and um, I asked her, I said, you know, I said, it was it was so exciting to me to to um have her as a daughter in my life and and I asked her I said, "You know, Holly, do you think that do you can you remember like being in my stomach?" And she said, "I do." And I was a little oh. bit shocked that she remembered. Mm. And wow. she, kind of rolled, she rolled up in a ball and her head went on her pillow and then she kind of like rolled like forward like in a somersault. It was kind of strange, and then I asked her. I said, "Could you feel the love that I had for you?" Because I was, I was so excited. She said, "Yes." And then at that second, I asked her. I said, "Holly, is there anything that you can remember that you thought was unusual, like being in my, you know, and being in my stomach?" And she said, "Yes." <laughs> and I said, "Really?" I said, "What?" She says, "Well, that I was breathing through my heart, not through my mouth." Yes, exactly. And that's what I we thought, do. We breathe through our heart. Like, wow, she was breathing Isn't through it? her heart. Yeah. Oh, I just got the goosebumps. Like getting this like free intuitive Oh, thank you. I love that story. Can I share that? <laughs> oh, sure you can. Oh. I just you know, and when you're talking about this heart and heart math, you know, mm. Pete and and you know, I've we've been interweaving with hard math for a few years now and uh, that story you know like when it came and i it was such a blessing to be able to hear this hear someone that is completely practically out of their body and they remember being in your in your womb and they're coming forth saying i was breathing through my heart <laughs> oh my god that is amazing how old was she when she she when was she about 17 you? at the time yeah but she remembers that oh yeah yeah it's really crazy. So, um, well, they say well, heart math. I think they say that there's a another brain in your heart. Yes, oh, right. yeah, Paula, yes, right. yes. That's true. that's correct. And I was so glad to know that I was I was trying to heal my brain from uh, all the the deficits remaining from that surgery from having wow. the brain tumor was- removed. So, yeah, I loved hearing that. I was like, yes. <laughs> Good. I'm going to be have you, everything. <laughs> have you worked with anyone with that's had major heart surgery? Actually, at this time, no. 
because that doesn't mean I can't. No, no, right. In my thinking process, uh, the heart is really, um, I mean, when they go in and do heart surgery, it's really, they're messing, it's almost like brain surgery. I mean, as you were talking about your brains, you know, I'm thinking the heart would be the same. Yeah, and sometimes with the heart transplants, uh, people are are experiencing the memories uh, from their former donor. And so we do have cell memory as well. So, yeah. In in your healing work, do you you work with the DNA? Yes, I do. What what happens when with this positive emotion, those spiritual emotions, uh, when you get heart, when you continue in heart resonance, that it, it actually goes into the DNA. So you say you have five minutes of being uh, in heart resonance, and that's and that's done through intention, breath, and the positive emotions that is communicated into within the DNA, but in, in the whole entire physiology, including the energy field itself. And so people, when they come in contact with you, they get they get they get a nice shot of that heart resonance, that beautiful heart resonance, that feel-good, um, connected, intuitive wisdom <laughs> yes. from you. Well, Taz and I worked with um, uh, a healer, and he, yes. part of his practice he was taught us was to go into the heart before you have a client, before you see your client, you actually... Oh. Do a meditation of the heart before you work yeah. with the person. Yeah. So I can see how this, as you say, they're in your field. Yeah. And then, of course, people are in our field non-locally. I mean, we have connections that way as well, that the heart can pick that up. Like someone close to us, um, we sometimes get a nudge or have a feeling something's up. Uh, and... So heart math has actually proven that as well. Uh, that that it's not it functions it functions non locally and, and brings information into our field uh first without the brain being involved. It's there and depend you know, depending upon how connected I guess we are to our heart, how much of that we pick up. So that would lead us to uh actually um Work with what we were uh, our purpose in life, what we came in for. The yeah. working with the heart. It sounds like opening that up would help us uh, know what we're supposed to be doing, or or acknowledge what we're we're here for. Yes, because you partner up with the heart. It's the, you ask and listen and ask and listen. It's just waiting that connection to guide us aspect of ourselves. Uh, so you learn you learn the difference between what's my my mind and ego as opposed to the spiritual intelligence or the heart intelligence. So you literally when you partner up with that your heart intelligence, which is really connection to your higher self and or the large self, your larger self. And you live you listen to the guidance and you act on it and it it just creates this um just a beautiful harmony and balance in your life, and it attracts to you what's best for you. 
it's really fun. <laughs> wow. It's a fun it's, it, it, it just seems like that's a missing component that yeah. uh, so many of us have. You know, we've, we're missing yeah. that part. Yeah. Jasmina, when you were um, um, in the, the recovery aspects and working with um, healing your your tumor, can, could you see levels um, like in like intuitive levels where you could see the progression when this was happening for you? Now, are you talking about after the surgery? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, after the su- surgery, I mean, you know, but the healing recovery part, could you actually see the complete um, process? Oh, uh, yeah. It's really pretty uh, amazing. Uh, what happens sometimes when we have such a traumatic event uh, that really, it, it, it basically cracked my head open, literally. So that created an opening for me and another whole level for my intuitive connection. Uh, So I saw, I saw when I had, when I felt good, I saw this light coming up inside my body from my heart going up to my brain and it made me feel better in the moment. And likewise, when I started, um, because I I was bedridden for a while and I was on a lot of meds, I needed to be kept fairly still uh, to allow my brain to heal because this was a massive brain tumor that they removed. So I, if I had a worry thought, which I sometimes did because um, it was quite devastating for my family on every single level, and I, it could cause a seizure. So I was starting, I was like getting a, um, a stress uh, experience of what is stress and how does it affect my body from a very intimate perspective way uh, inside my brain so I was picking up on that I had um, I'm a yogi and I've done uh, you know I've studied extensively in my life and practice before then so I did know that you know I had some skill with how to use my um, how to bring healing in my body but um, that was an amazing experience for me to be able to be inside my body kind of reminds me of that movie some movie where someone um, becomes real small and they go in the, they go inside their body and they they're looking around it was that kind of experience for me and uh, i was it, i was learning a lot from it i wrote in my journal at the time um what i what i'm describing to you and saying that i want to live i don't want to ever be that stressed out again i want to live in the state of light and joy that i'm that my heart is offering me that I'm learning how to do it. That's it. And very good Wow. You know, uh, as you're talking about your brain being opened, cracked open, yes. and that even, um, I remember reading that some ancient Egyptians would drill through their head in order to be connected to to spirit easier, easily. You know, I'm just getting goosebumps. Thank you for... You know what? That brings a memory. I think I read something about that too. Wow. Because I did. I had a huge piece of um, my skull and the, all the whole frontal lobe. And I just, how amazing. Yeah, it, yeah, that's very interesting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you went through a lot <laughs> to 
to to to be able to help others. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing about it now, but <laughs> well, it's like a whole new rebirthing. I mean, you know, we talk about labor. I mean, you know, oh. as you're describing this, this is. Uh, you know, being <laughs> being uh, renewed totally. You know. <laughs> well, what I I just I just thought of this. Uh, one point, you know, my journal writing. I I knew I was it, I was getting my future, and now I'm going to do this hard work. But I would have these passionate conversations with my spirit, and I would say things like, "Hey, look, you know, you want me to do this work? Give me my brain back. You got to give it back to me." <laughs> And it was a really, it was a passionate, I really meant that. I mean, it was like, give me a break. You want me to do this work, you give it, give it all back to me. I need it back. And I got it back. After a while, it took a lot, but I did. <laughs> yeah, that is beautiful. Huh. So you help other, you help people with uh, that's going through a divorce or just gone through a yeah. divorce. Um, uh-huh. Did you have a traumatic experience through your own divorce? Yes, I did. Uh, divorce, uh, we as a culture, I have n- uh, do not yet truly know um, how to re- have a new life from divorce, how to heal that. And I, it was very devastating because I chose to leave and I knew I was done. Uh, I absolutely knew for sure. And it took a lot of courage for me to do that. I was very afraid to be on my own. I was I was married for twenty eight and a half years. And I was it threw me back again uh, into my spirit connection where I was asking for help for every little thing that I had to do. And I had no I when I left any I it was during the time um in two thousand eight when the stock market was crashing. I lost most of my funds, life savings, uh and so I was truly um Again, it was like living on on spirit. Give me the next step. What do I do? What do I do? And I had a lot of grief that I had to work through because um, if, if when someone dies uh, physically that we lose in a relationship, we go through a grief process. It's natural. And so within that grief process, you look at the relationship. Uh, you may have feelings of blame and guilt come up and anger come up uh, from the relationship itself. And that needs to be healed. Uh, and also the joy in the relationship, what worked in the relationship, what, how do I move forward in my life from the loss, from the death of this person that I was very close with. So in divorce, you go through the same process, only that person is still alive. So it's an opportunity, in a way, to heal at a deeper level because you get a reminder. So you... Uh, you learn how to love unconditionally for that person from a whole new perspective, including yourself, and how to create a new life. How to what do I want now to have in my life, and to go for that? Wow, we need to let our listeners know that you do do coaching programs. Yeah, and um, you, you talk about how to infuse your life and health with vigor and passion. You'll learn how to quickly get beyond setbacks, how to address the causes of stress in your life, yeah. how to look to your heart to keep you in alignment with health, happy, and peaceful existence, 
how to communicate more effectively to achieve your intentions, um, how to increase your self-confidence. Wow. And, um, and how to think more clearly and focused more effectively, how to sleep more deeply and worry less, how to be more flexible uh, with changing conditions and release resistance, you know, Boy, that can be delved into any aspect of whatever anyone is is going through. Uh, life is really um, an ongoing process, and yeah. and having inner peace and positiveness um, while you're going through this is really, uh, really um, a journey to learn how to live. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's the miracle, Jasmina. Jasmina, do you want to give out your website? You want to give out your website because there's so much information on it. Okay. Yes. My website is jasminaagrilloshare dot com, and I'll spell that out: J A S M I N A Agrillo. A G R I L L O share S C H E R R Jasmina Agrillo share dot com. I so look forward to you visiting my website and I have more than one coaching program available to you as well. I also have uh my very popular what I call mini session. So you can uh find out more about that uh, on my home page, but the mini sessions are for folks to just experience uh, something uh, very quickly. You can healing uh, guidance, healing and intuitive guidance sessions uh, a fast way for you to de-stress and heal and connect with your spiritual intelligence. They're really fun and you'll always go away from them feeling better and more connected to your spiritual intelligence and how it can help you in your life. We solve problems there too. Great. Well, I just see this something as like you're going to help people recapture their courage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, in confidence to move forward toward having, um, you know, that positive uh, power in their life and the freedom to be able to do it. And, uh, you know, what well, you give. This would be a perfect time to experience Jasmina's work because she has coupon on her website, 15% yes, I, off. Yeah, through the end of June, I've, I'm, my, you can get my book on my website. There's a discount there. Uh, better than Amazon. So uh, it's really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I encourage you and I so look forward to being of support to you in, in whatever way I can and you have the power inside yourself it's a really uh, really wild, beautiful uh, blissful journey when you partner up with uh, your own heart your own spiritual intelligence so does your, does your own life um, as you do this work continually improve I mean, does it, it? You get bringing in more joy each day than yes. the last day. Yes, and it doesn't mean I'm free from challenges either. Uh, it's it's you know it's rather interesting. 
interesting. Um, in my book, I do write about a, a spiritual uh, master uh, or teacher uh, that I, I work with, uh, Sri Anandima. As a, she's one of the the women that helped me heal within myself the mother wound that I had uh, from growing up with my mom. And so one day I've been uh, doing you know, quite a bit of meditation and uh, going on spiritual pilgrimage. And so I was experiencing really amazing uh, bliss states that were starting to come into my everyday life. And so I said to her one day, I said, I'm so thankful that I can experience this now. And I said, oh, I, think, I think I'm all done now. I don't think I have to do any more of these practices. And she kind of laughed. She got a laugh and she said, uh, she says, oh, well, I'm glad that you're, you're having this experience, but you're only just beginning. It's infinite. You're never done. Always remember that. You're in a human body. You're never done. So, you know, I was a, a younger woman then, and uh, I really, that that is the way, it, my understanding, that it truly is. That, and heart, even the, the uh, researchers at HeartMath say similar thing. They say, oh, the, in the bands of the heart uh, really go out within space, multidimensionally. They are absolutely infinite. So this is a process. But as we expand and grow in that with such uh, joy, such uh, beauty, miracle. Mm-hmm. So Looking at the challenges in our life, and I'm going back to the title of your book, Mirror of My Soul, I, it's like what you're seeing, it's mirroring back to you if it's a challenge. Yes. Everything, everything that happens to us in our life is a mirror. So do we stop and ask? Pardon? Should we stop and ask, what is this, you know, if we come across a challenge, let's say, do we stop and look and say, why is that mirroring back to me? Yes, we do. And you can use your heart intelligence to do that. It's important to still the thinking mind so that you can access that intelligence. Tell me. I want to know more. It's like you you have an attitude of befriending because... Um, the ego really doesn't like to feel like it's wrong because there's a deep sense of unworthiness we have. So it's a self-protective mechanism. But when you sort of like, when you get into your, the field of the heart and you get a little bit of heart resonance, uh, it softens it, the connection. It takes the stress a little bit out of the brain. I mean, it really does do this. And you can befriend, it gives you, you can befriend um, and, and with a, a loving attitude to yourself, as if you would uh, for your uh, a child or pet, or so with that befriending attitude, uh, then that that lesson can come out, and you can self-correct as you need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. kind of like uh, being excited to say, "Oh my gosh, I have another, I have an opportunity to hear to to look beyond." Just the normal, you know, that's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like my husband and I, we mirror for each other, and sometimes I'm not very aware of how I'm affecting him. And he will remind me, he'll say something, 
uh, about that, and and I'll feel a moment of oh, I mean, I we get kind of self defensive, you know, uh, because we don't like to be exposed, that we don't want anyone to feel we have deficits, <laughs> that we that we're working on too, and working on that so that we can heal that, so that so we kind of mirror each other, we both do. And we don't want anyone to see that we're less than perfect, but it's the imperfections <laughs> that our soul just loves to partner up with us on that. So it's necessary that we, it's our humanness that, uh, you know, it's important. Our humanness brings the love in, which is what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of almost bringing a, a flower to the situation, you know. You get to smell yeah. a, new, a new fragrance of, of of who you are, of who yeah. the other person is, and um, and and have joy in doing that, and going, oh, there's another opportunity. I get to I get to look, you know, what, and that's like a whole new healing, uh, you know, connecting yeah. with this, this. Yeah, it's all it's about self love and and befriending that and bringing yeah. love and forgiveness to that aspect of ourselves and for our partner too help them do that, mirror back for them. And I think that uh, the forgiveness piece, compassion, forgiveness, are the most important frequencies on our planet right now. Yeah. Do you, do you work with dreams? Do you work with dreams? Yes, it's fun. You can actually um, ask. You can partner up with your heart intelligence. Give me, you, can act, you can start becoming more conscious in your dreams. So oh. that you're in a wakeful state. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with the heart consciousness, you can actually mm-hmm. double up and get some answers in your dream state. Oh, that's, that's yes. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a, it depends on how, um, because if we all have different ways. I I get wonderful, I have wonderful experiences in the dream state where I'm fully awa- I'm aware. Uh, so there's different levels of dreaming, but there's that level of dreaming, which is like you're in a super conscious state. That's another way word you can describe it, uh, and you, you know, that's a, your heart, you can partner up with that before you go to bed, you can give it, it's really important that, what's most important is that the mind, you have to get out of the thinking mind to do that, you get still enough to do that. Did you say get out of the sleeping mind? <laughs> thinking mind, oh yeah, and sleeping mind, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I've had, I've had messages from spirit um, in that state, and it depends, you know, we all have ways that we can communicate with our higher self. So it depends on each one of us, you know, what the pathway is. Well, getting back to your book, your the cover of your book is gorgeous. Oh, well, thank and you. How did that, how did you choose that cover? Oh, well, my, did, my story is, is about hope. And it reminded me of the experience I, I related earlier in our talk about meeting this um, intuitive woman who I never met before in my life in this store. There was only like three people, including myself, in this store <laughs> at the time, this little tiny store. And she said, you want, your message is people living without hope. And this is uh, spirit is trying to tell you that's what one of what you're doing. And I said, okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, so I wanted that message to be conveyed. The the diamond it's a hope diamond as you see on the cover. The hope diamond. Wow. And yeah, and that gives like give me that chills about that. 
And so there's the water element, the feminine, and uh, the the facets of the crystal. Yeah. Our hearts have to be cracked open to let more light in. So that's mm. why these painful experiences crack us open enough to so mm. that refraction to happen. Ah, there you go. Thank you for asking. No one ever asked that before. Oh, <laughs> um, is there a last message that we perhaps have not covered for you that you'd like to get out? Yeah. No. How important you are that spirit needs your love as much as you need the love connecting from spirit. That's who you are. And to wow. share that love with others. Know that. Spiritual law. How beautiful. It's and so he so, for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Spirit needs our help as much as yeah. we need spirit's help. Yeah. We're the co-creators. Wow. I mean, that's the first time I've ever... I think I kind of knew it, but it's the first time it's, yeah. it's been said so clearly. That I think it's important for people to know that. Hmm. Yes. And I form it to myself. I I remind myself too because I'm in in my humanness. <laughs> I know there's some people that they wake up uh, every morning and ask, um, "What can I do today?" Yeah, yeah, to help to help, and I think yeah, that's that's important to do. Yeah, I mean, it's important to ask. Yeah. The beginning breath of just sending out love to yourself and 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 to those surrounding you, Jasmina. Yes. Thank you so much for this incredible time with you today. It's it's really been outstanding. Oh, for me and too. If, and if people didn't get your website, it's on our website, the Taz and Paula Show website. So okay. if you didn't get the the correct spelling of the web of Jasmina's website, you can go on to our website and get it. So it's her oh, website is Jasmina Aguillo Share dot com, and it's J- Jasmina J A S M I N A Aguillo A G R I L L O, and Share is spelled S C H E R R dot com. Um, our heart just goes out to everyone and to you, Jasmina, for the beautiful gifts you've brought back to humanity. Thank you so much. And my love goes out everywhere, in all directions. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have uh, a wonderful heart day. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pleased <the> today. <laughs> And slow and, and, and love. <laughs> Thank you. Until next Thank time. you for taking time and being with us. Being with us. You're very welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.